just knowing that I still had some of his old text messages and, you know, moments that we had together, you know, and, and to collect all that and to have that um, for me is, is super special. Hi, my name is Daniel, and this is the Death of My Podcast with Rob. Today, Rob and I talk about the loss of one of his closest friends, Clay. And it's a really powerful story. Talk about suicide and the loss of his best friend. Thank you for listening and thank you for being part of this and wanting to hear other others go through their experiences through death and grief. I think we all have something to share about it and I'm just trying to create a, an avenue where people can share how they're feeling, what happened, and how they're doing now. Um, if you need anything at all, and if you're grieving or going through something, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Please enjoy. Rob. Hi, it's your dad. Just calling to say hi. Check in up and see how you're doing. I hope all is well. Everything's pretty much the same here. I'm doing okay. I love you. Who died? Yeah, my, um, pretty much, I would say he's, you know, besides my family and, and you know, some, some other closer friends to me, my, my best friend, Clay, um, his name's Clay Smith. Um, actually passed away almost a year. He, he passed away on June 14th. Yeah. So a couple weeks um, of a year ago. Um, yeah. And yeah, he is a, just was an incredible, ha- you know, has been an incredible impact on me and just um, uh, really another brother, like a second brother. I have, I have an older brother and my only brother, he's amazing and I love him, but my friend Clay was definitely, you know, I would say, pretty close to someone I respected and loved at that same sort of capacity. Such a good guy. Um, and what was weird with his, his passing, you know, he, um, passed and, and took his own life. So that was like the first time I've really dealt with anyone passing and death at all really. Um, but also Suicide. suicide, which is like a whole weird layer, you know, another level kind of, um, yeah. Um, and that was just like I said about a, a just under a year ago. So yeah, holy moly, so crazy. There's a yeah. lot to unpack there. Like super close, best friend, your first death, and suicide, and suicide. Even people you think who are just like so glaringly wonderful and yeah. loving and caring, and that's exactly how my friend Clay is. I mean, I brought you those little gifts today, and that's how my friend clay would come into someone's home like mm. he would go out of his way to make a freaking dope sketch or something like he was an incredible artist like yeah. i'll share some work that he did with you and it's just amazing he would just do it with pen and he would just grab some scratch paper or a napkin or whatever and just make something beautiful and bring it to someone like i remember the first time he met my mom and brought her this i have it i actually have the sketch um that his girlfriend gave to me after he passed and it was of uh this little chicken that mm-hmm. um, it's he called it chicken scratch and my mom has chickens in Arizona and we always have fresh eggs and stuff 
and he just knew how much that meant to her. So he like took time to like sketch this little chicken and like framed it and everything. And it was just, and he brought it to meet my mom, you know, and it was just like, man, that's like an incredible thing. Like that was when I knew like this guy is like definitely on another level in terms of just, that's how he shows love and and giving. So giving just always took the time to share that with, you know, with others. And, and that was something I think I really respected immediately. And I just fell in love with the guy, you know? So I've learned, I think that's something I've definitely kind of passed on from him a little bit is anywhere I go, that's new and fresh. And like for you to, you know, open your house up to me and to do this, you know, I wanted to bring a little token of my appreciation. I think that's like, and I'm a, I'm a gift giver, man. I'm definitely, that's a love language of mine for mm-hmm. sure. So, you know, I love to do it, but it reminds me of clay, you know, just little things like that. So. Absolutely. How old were you guys when you met? Um, we met, um, about almost, almost 10 years ago. I think just shy of 10 years. Yeah. Um, we actually met, um, I worked as a river guide, um, kind of like a river guide. It was a, a stretch of the Colorado river from the Glen Canyon dam through Lee's Ferry or to Lee's Ferry, which is like a 15 mile stretch of the Colorado river in um, in Northern Arizona. So like this, it's like, it's like if you're at page, there's um, like a real famous, it's like probably the most photographed part of any river in the world. Probably I'm just guessing it's probably not, yeah. but <laughs> it's called Horseshoe Bend. And it's like, you know, it's like the most Pinterestable photo of a river that's like ever made, you know, it's just, um, anyway, I worked on that river with him and we met at the first time I met him. Well, I was actually, um, he was actually training me. He was like, I was, it was the first time I was, you know, I've grown up around boats my whole life. My dad was a captain, you know, I've just been on water forever. So I have a huge respect for water, you know, lakes, rivers, kind of just the whole deal. Yeah. Kind of been always been into the outdoors kind of guy. And I remember the first time I met him at the shop and he, was very stoic, like very, like he's just this big bearded guy, um, you know, tatted up from his neck down, yeah. kind of a punk rock looking dude. Like you can't, like, you're not sure if he's like, he could like hug you or punch you in the face. Like yeah. you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I just hit it off with him almost immediately. I mean, it was, it was pretty interesting. And he even told me that like months later, like, man, I've never clicked with anyone like that quick quickly before and you know we just um kind of became best friends that summer so that was like in 2011 2000 uh, yeah 2010 2011 something like that um and we would just do everything together you know Mm -hmm. which is sounds really weird you know like we're these little like friends we would do everything together (laughs) but uh we did you know we would we he would challenge me to just be better um as a person to just you know, kind of, he would take me out of my comfort zone a lot. Yeah. Um, he was just that kind of guy who was like very good at reading the room, um, and very good at, you know, seeing people who were like uncomfortable in a space and he would kind of push you a little bit, you know, he would kind of like, you know, for whatever, if it was like, Hey man, we're going to go to this tree and do try to do pull-ups on it. Like I hate pull-ups dude. Like mm-hmm. they, I'm, I suck at them now. And we would go every day like after you know after our our shift on the river we would go work out and go swim the channel and you know go do push-ups and um i remember this one time when we would go to lake powell and there's this little this little area called the chains it's kind of like where all the locals would go to go swim yeah and 
we would take these giant sandstone rocks like they're like 30 40 pounds 50 pounds some of them and our our whole goal was to just see who could go the deepest and then go back down and retrieve the rock oh my god and like i yeah dude i i think i might have done it like a couple of times and yeah. he would do it like almost every time so he was just like a beast like just you know fit dude but not like not like weirdly fit like he didn't really like the gym he just was fit from like the earth yeah <laughs> like he was just like i'm gonna go do pull-ups on a tree and like right. swim and dive with rocks it's just like what okay <laughs> um so that was just something we did and to a lot of people that was like weird you know what i mean like yeah. to a lot of like normal people you could say or you know friends that i grew up with in the same town there like when they all met clay they were just like kind of unsure of him you know like i don't know if you can trust this guy but to yeah. me it was just like this guy wouldn't hurt anything yeah. ever you know um good guy yeah sounds rad june 14th last year take like let's go back to that day that time how you found out you weren't here right no i was uh i actually was in um i was actually living with a girlfriend at the time and we had an apartment together and i actually remember getting a phone call um from his actually from his ex-girlfriend who is actually one of my best friends and and has been and i actually just talked to her today mm. um about this actually and, and we'd, we've been calling each other quite a bit just to kind of get through it on our own a little bit um but I remember getting a message from her, just a text, and it was just, Rob, I need to talk to you as soon as you can. And I just kind of knew, like, something was up and that there was going to be some kind of news. I didn't really know what. Um, yeah. And she called me and just said, Rob, Clay is dead. And he killed himself. And, like, I just kind of sat there for a minute and, like, I just, I didn't even, like, I had, like, zero emotion kind of for a minute like it was just like what like i you know a vacuum of feelings really it was just um and the strangest thing was was literally the day before i talked to clay and like we were on the phone together and like i could tell he was like you know probably had a few drinks and you know was kind of just going through things and i and i knew he was but i didn't realize like the extent that yeah. it was kind of, you know, becoming. And he just, I just remember, I'm glad I said it, but I told him I loved him. And I just said, I love you, B. And we'd always, we'd always call each other B, like brother or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I just said, I love you, B. And I'll, uh, you know, I'll call you tomorrow or I'll talk to you later. He's like, yeah, man, I love you too. And that was literally the last, like, few words I shared with him. Um, and then the next day, everything kind of unfolded and happened. So, yeah. Wow. So crazy. What were your initial like thoughts and feelings? Like you said, you thought it was like a vacuum, but do you remember? Did you feel sick to your stomach? Like what was the f what did you do right after you hung up the phone? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I I immediately kind of just um, you know, after I talked to her name is Ashley, and um, she's she's so amazing. She's like just she's been a uh, incredible friend and someone that I have been able to lean on through this whole thing a lot and. I talked to her for like a while, you know, a good like probably 20, 30 minutes just mm -hmm. about everything because she was in tears and we were just kind of both in tears. Um, and I remember just feeling like, just, you know, I mean, obviously crushed. Like I just literally 
lost someone who we were planning a trip. Like I was actually planning, he was in Wyoming at the time and that's where he's from originally in, in Cheyenne, another small town. Um, and that's where she lives too. And I was actually planning a trip to see him. We were talking about that cause it had been a while, you know, it's been like probably a year and a half, two years or more since I'd seen him really hung out with him. Yeah. Um, cause we would text all the time and, and talk all the time and, you know, just send each other a little weird, you know, those little banter messages you have with your friends and yeah. a funny thing here or there. Um, but I remember just feeling, um, just really, uh, it was two things, you know, one was this ultimate sense of just like, man, I just lost my best friend and I'm crushed and I'm, I'm so sad, but also a little sense of relief in a way that I knew that he wasn't in this incredible pain and like yeah. he has a pretty unique story you know and to, to to gtp he has lost a lot he has lost a lot of his family um up to this point so his like within two years his his dad and his mom died um i believe his brother also took his life um or was either took his life or was in a car accident i will have to double check that but um, so he had a brother who died very young and, and like, he's just been dealing with loss for the last, you know, most of his life and just in the last few years. And, yeah. um, you know, I think just struggled with kind of where he was and just, you know, had, had kind of picked up drinking a bit and, you know, that mixed with everything he was kind of going through, I think just kind of became this overwhelming sensation. I could, I can't even begin to think what he was really feeling. Um, and I remember actually trying to describe, you know, times where, you know, he, she would, you know, find him in his bed curled up with photos of his family and a empty bottle of Jack or whatever. And just, Mm. just that, that image, I like can't get that out of my head sometimes. And it's like crushing. And it's just like to know that my best friend, this guy who, you know, would bring, sketches of chickens to my mom's house you know to to as gifts and to just oh you know hug everyone he met and you know to be one of the most just genuine happy and and um knowledgeable guys i've ever been around you know for him to like have to go through that and to feel that was just i can't even really begin to think like what kind of place he had to be in to to do that so i think that's the hardest part about this this whole thing you know it's just a kind of give yourself some perspective and like try to think about that and like try to put yourself into that scenario and it's just it's almost impossible you know it's difficult had to have been in such a dark dark place yeah did he leave a note um i don't i don't think he left a note um i know there was i think there was actually um I think I'm pretty sure Ashley and his other girlfriend at the time um, were together when this happened. And I think there was some words exchanged and I think they were trying to talk him out of a situation he was in. Um, And I think they did their best to kind of like, you know, alleviate that situation. And unfortunately it kind of turned for the worst, you know? So I think they were, they knew that he was in a a scenario and a situation that was just not, at all healthy and and good for him and you know they were i'm pretty sure if they weren't there in his life even though they're like it's weird because like you know he's there with his ex-girlfriend and current girlfriend and their friends and they're hanging out with him yeah (laughs) and that but that's the kind of guy that clay was you know it was like he was just 
such a loving guy and, and I think they just both respected him on such a deeper level like that he was just this genuine person um mm-hmm. but I think they knew that he struggled with a lot of these things and even yeah. even I didn't necessarily know that you know he wouldn't always open up to me on those levels as much and you know I think he often reached out to me to kind of fill that void you know just mm-hmm. of being lonely and not having his family with him and anyone to really just relate to and to you know being like a small town where you know you just kind of you can easily put yourself in situations that just aren't the best ones you know and aren't always positive so yeah. I think it was just a combination of all those things yeah. um that kind of led to it you know yeah over the next few weeks how was your grieving process were you, what were you feeling and what did you do was there a funeral just kind of like those next couple of weeks yeah you know um those next few weeks were really like, oh man, I was, I was just kind of on and off the phone with Ashley, you know, she would call me and just, you know, kind of out of the blue and just cry. And we would just try to, you know, figure it out. And, um, I, you know, the only thing through this whole thing I wish I had done was actually taking time to go and be with her and to, Mm -hmm. to go to Cheyenne and to help her with that. Um, but it was, you know, um, I think I was just at this point where it sucks to say, but man, it was just hard for me to, to just kind of unplug everything I was doing, you know, um, and, and go there. And I wish I, I really wish I had done that, but I do remember talking with Ashley and saying like, you know, do you need me to be there? And, and, you know, can I come help? And I think she's just a very strong willed person and had other support there and friends there and people that were close to clay there. So I felt, you know, I felt like she had a good little circle to kind of help through, you know, her through that. Um, but yeah, that's definitely one thing I wish I probably would have done differently was really taking like some real time off to, to go kind of take care of that and to be a part of that process. Um, but she included me, you know, as much as possible and, and kept me updated. Um, and something that I'm very thankful that she did for me from clay was, um, she sent me a box of his things mm. and it meant the world to me, you know, I have it. I got like a little, you know, it's not, it's not really like a, a clay shrine, but it's like some little mementos, you know, he had this little river hat that he would always wear this bucket hat. That was really nice. You know, it's like a couple hundred dollar hat and he always had to have it when he was on the river and, you yeah. know, we would steal it from him and mm. he'd get pissed and, you know, we would, it's just those little moments, those things that you remember. And um, she gave me these, like, he he was, like, so funny. He had such a personality and a character. And he would wear these, like, white Oakleys with these, like, rainbow lenses. Yeah. And they're just, they're ridiculous, right? Like, you see some, anyone wear them, and you're like, what are you doing, man? It's like, but when he wore them, it was just like, okay, like, it works somehow. It like, sense. it's weird, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and he just, because that was just him, and he was just always different. And I yeah. love that about him. Um, so I got those and a hat and he would always be juggling. He was like a, he was like one dude, I swear. He was like a one man band, a circus act. Like he could just do everything. Um, mm-hmm. And he would always be juggling for people on the river and just doing fun things. So she gave me like a few of his, his little juggling kit and stuff. And um, I also got some sketches and some things from her um, mm-hmm. and some artwork. And I just, you know, I have a, a ton of artwork that I have from him that I just, we kind of did together yeah. and things that I, 
I'm really thankful for and, you know, will we'll probably hold on to. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of into that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's nice. What was it like when you told your family and friends? How was their reaction? Um, you know, definitely, I would say um, I'm, I'm thankful that I have a very uh, loving family. You know, I come from, a, my parents have been together now, I think like 42 years or something <laughs> married. It's like insane. It's yeah. like crazy. Um, it's amazing. You know, it's really a, a super blessing that they're still, you know, here and together. Um, and I told, I think the first person I told was my sister, Lauren, um, my younger sister, who's pretty much my best friend. And, you know, we, we share a lot of, a lot, a lot of things together, um, that we don't with anybody, honestly. And, um, I told her first cause she knew Clay and she knew how much he meant to me and just how much time we spent together. And, you know, she's hung out with him too and knows how much she loved him also. And so I think it was even hard for her, you know, to hear that, like just someone she knew that was close to me. I had kind of taken his life and been through this, you know, and, um, she was very well receptive of it and was just, you know, so so sorry and, and, and just was there for me. And I was thankful for that, you know, cause I think there's also like, I think I remember hearing even from your, some of your discussions, like, you know, some people just, especially friends, it's just like, then they're not going to get it, you know? I mean, they will, but they're not going to really get it and understand it until it's like either kind of happened to them or something that they really understand, you know, cause you know, you're always going to say the same things, you know, you're always going to say like, oh man, I'm so sorry. You know, I love you. I'm here for you. And it's kind of like the generic sort of like write off for, when someone dies, you know, um, I'm sure I would do that. I'm sure I've even done that. I'm sure there's been times where I've literally just been like, people have come to me like, Hey man, my, my best friend died or, you know, my, someone died. And I'm just like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry, but it's like not the same when you're that much more connected with them or Mm -hmm. just have that much more invested with them. So, yeah. Um, it was a little mixture of both. Yeah. Do you journal at all or do you, think about him or talk to about him or, you know what do you kind of do to yeah yeah I think it's a little bit of a little bit of all that you know um I definitely don't say that I'm one of those like weird people who will like talk to themselves but mm. occasionally I'm like well, there was those time it was weird it was actually like pretty recently maybe a few months ago kind of maybe longer before all this craziness kind of happened out here sure. um but there were times where I would see clay like in the world, mm. like, like a guy, like for instance, the other day walking from work, um, like right outside Ironsmith, there was a guy, um, who was in like a truck. It was like a, like a cut up truck. Like the doors were cut up and, you know, it was like my friend Clay was really into wheeling and he could mm. build anything and was into like mud crawling, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember turning my head and seeing the back of this guy's head and Clay would always kind of like shave the sides of his head and like leave the middle and kind of have this like dirty frohawk sort of style. Sure. And this guy literally like it was exactly what he looked like. And mm. he was in this beat up Jeep and, you know one leg out the door and you know oakley's even and i was like that's like what it was just so weird it was like a sign you know um so i feel like i've had some of those moments you know where i've kind of seen him in the flesh even though i know it's not him right but it's just those little tokens of like you know just he's there you know i know he's there and i can talk to him and you know sometimes i dream of him i'm a big dreamer (laughs) i 
that's something that I actually do. I like to like try to write down my dreams, which is weird. And, but I, yeah, I, I think I was got into it in college a little bit when I took a class, not specifically on dreaming, but it was like, you know, it's like a psych class that was talking about and just covering that. And it just became something that I was always fascinated with. Cause I think dreaming is just like so weird and like, it means a lot about things. Like you can dissect a lot from them. So I think that's what I was always trying to do was like learn, like a, take a lesson from a dream kind of. Mm. Um, and I would dream of clay, you know, and just simpler times and, you know, reminiscing time spent with him and his mom and, you know, home cooked meals and, coming off of a, you know, 12 hour day on the river and being sunburnt to hell and hungry and, you know, just getting a a giant burger and a beer together and, you know, um, passing out in the park and just, you know, soaking up the sun in the shade or whatever. And just like, man, it was just so different. You know, now my life is like, I'm a designer and I'm running around and I commute to work and, you know, I was, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a completely different lifestyle now. You know, it's kind of like, you know, being thrown in the middle of a of a little bit of a rat race when I came from this small town where I was just this little river guide on this little part of the Colorado for a while working with my best friends and like yeah. now I'm like on the other fence of that you know so right. it's different yeah do you have a favorite memory with him um yeah I think I think I I do um honestly um one of my favorite memories of him was um, actually one of the first times that I met his mom and his mom, her name was Chevy. And she was like, just the sweetest soul ever. I mean, she called me her son, you know, and there was a time where we would um, usually after work, I mean, we would, we would stop by her house and, and she would always, you know, have these, just these incredible like warm cooked meals for us. And I remember like we were both going to be working um, like a, um, it was called a turn and a turn on the river is just like a term for like, you're going to go up and then back down then go up and back down. And you're taking two boats of people down in a day. And it's just like a really long day. Um, and we had done like four or five of them in a row, like during the week, which is like a lot of trips. So you're just, you're just kind of exhausted you're just working on the river, sleeping, getting back up, doing the same thing, yeah. um, which was awesome. But I remember the the last day we were off, um, it was like a Friday and we had it off together and he invited me over and he came and <laughs> he would do this thing where he would, he would literally just show up at my door at like six o'clock in the morning. Like I'm exhausted, right? Like I like, I don't want to do anything but just sleep. Right. He would come in, he would just come into the house. Like, you know, he he knew that we all kept our doors unlocked. He would just come in the house, come into my bed, wake me up. Like he would shake me. And this one Friday he did exactly that. He woke me up early. I was like so pissed. But then we had the best day. We went and swam. We went and swam the channel on the lake. We went and played Frisbee golf. Um, on There's like this desert course close by. Mm. And we would like run it. We would treat it as like an exercise. We would like swim, go running. Um, and we would take, you know, I would take my dogs and his dog and, you know, um, and then from there we like went to our favorite burger spot and then we would like go to his house and watch like these weird, you know, Nova documentaries on, you know, whatever, just some weird science thing or whatever was going on. And, and just like, he really just made me feel like he knew how to, um, he knew how to like get the best out of me, but also knew that I was like 
kind of his brother and that we enjoyed like similar things and it was just one of those days it was like the perfect day kind of you know what i mean if you've ever had that with like a girlfriend or something or a close you know relative or whatever where it's like man that was just a perfect day Hmm. and that to me was like i think of that all the time just that whole day of like literally doing everything that we loved together um and then at the end of the night his mom making us you know her favorite like chicken and dumplings dinner like all handmade and just like oh like i could you know food is like my that's like man that's i love food everyone knows that but um it's such a it was such a warming thing and i just every time i was with him and his mom i just always felt loved and i think that's probably the biggest takeaway from those types of moments Mm. yeah perfect day man if you could tell him one last thing like if you had an opportunity to tell him one more thing what would you tell him i feel like when i was with clay you know he really made me feel like i just had i just belonged and he like made me feel like i was living my life like in the moment and um i would just tell him like i'm just thankful for for his friendship and his brotherhood and and for him being there for me every day even when there were times where you know we weren't always seeing eye to eye on something or whatever but just man just that camaraderie that we had and that relationship like i'll cherish that forever because it's not something that i find all the time i do want to talk a little bit about suicide and taking life and and kind of get your thoughts about it as someone that maybe if you can go back before he passed and your thoughts on suicide and after he passed and your thoughts on suicide? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a great question. I think like early on, I think like anybody would probably think, or I can't speak for everybody, but when I was kind of before, you know, all this happened, I always thought, man, people who were in that scenario or going through that, um, as painful as it is and as difficult as their situation or their scenario might be. I mean, you never know, right? You don't know anything about what people are going through. I still kind of believe like, man, it's, they still have the choice not to do that and like, not to like, you know, like they're, but it's hard for me to just say that. Like, it's so hard to just be like, well, you know, it's, it's it's up, you know, it's ultimately their decision. And like, yeah, part of that is, I suppose true, but part of it's also like, man, I wish I could have had more, I guess, awareness or, you know, uh, just maybe prioritize things a little bit differently with him in order to just kind of, like, help him get out of that headspace a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, but before anything, I, I really felt like, you know, um, not that I would ever speak poorly on anyone who's going through this or has gone through this at all but you know I think it's like you you kind of put yourself in that situation and sometimes things just escalate to a point where you literally don't know what else to do and you're just so scared and 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 lost and afraid and just you've completely given up all hope and you just are full of despair and and anger and resentment and just you're you're totally lost you know, yeah. soulless almost. And it's like, that is um, something I've never really thought about, you know, especially with suicide and, and death in general. But now that it has happened, I I realize like, man, this is so much deeper than just, you know, oh, he was unhappy and, you know, 
he just he didn't know how to deal with it and he just took his life like nah it's you know a, a, a massive accumulation of things that's happened over someone's lifetime i yeah. think that ultimately bring you to that moment you know it's not just like you wake up one day and are just like well today's the day this is it you yeah. know i think it's like a it's a long you know sort of it's a it's a something that's starts in someone maybe early as weird as that is to say it's like a small seed in a way that just you know if you don't know how to like take care of it the right way it kind of turns into something different takes over yourself a little bit you know that's kind of how i interpret that almost if someone is listening and their best friend just passed just died from suicide or not but their closest friend what is something that you would tell them I I would definitely say, uh, man, it's, you know, first of all, I mean, I, I am very, you know, very, very sorry. And I'm, you know, um, I think what you need to try to do is to kind of collect moments of your time with them and, and sort of just reminisce on things. And I think I did this with Clay and not that I have any answers at all. I mean, everyone's got a different experience, but I think what I tried to do with Clay was just, you know, collect moments that really reminded me of the best times and, and the things that I can kind of take away as little, little, um, pieces and just, um, little moments of learning experiences that I felt from him and just like try to put them all together, whether it's, you write it down or it's photos or it's something tangible or just memories, you know, time spent with that person. Um, and try to just try to put that somewhere, try to like, catalog it in a way that means something to you and I've I've always been like that you know I love to like make little you know photo journals and little you know um, collages of things and mm-hmm. I love you know that's kind of the designer in me you know is like turning something like this into like a tangible thing so sure. I would say that's a great place to you know I know everyone's going to have their own process of grieving and maybe some people can't stand the sight of seeing photos of their lost ones or something but for me it was like just knowing that I still had some of his old text messages and you know moments that we had together you know and and to collect all that and to have that um for me is is super special and I'm very thankful for that so you know I would say to them um for one like things are going to you know I think it's going to give you a an incredible foundation for sort of preparing yourself but also being able to reminisce and also to just like I would tell people if you have friends right now and like people that you really love like tell them you love them you know like it's I don't especially guys I know I know guys are like a little bit more like you know reserved or introverted or just like I'm a man like I don't love anything like you know not that that's true at all but I think for guys a lot you know I rem- you know a big part for me and I, I think our relationship you know my clays and i's relationship was just we told each other we loved each other maybe mm-hmm. as as weird as that might be for some people like i think that's a big thing for relationships it's just like if someone's really there for you in a way that's you know just sort of insurmountable and you know they are there night or day and you know they're gonna be there for you during you know the best and worst times of your life like those are real friendships then you should cherish that and tell people you love them you know even if it's just once a month you know whatever but try to try to do that more because i think people need to hear that and um you know i heard that from a few friends just a week ago and it's like 
just it gives you just an incredible feeling of like purpose and to feel loved and to like know that there's others around you that mm. you kind of affect in a positive way I yeah. think is very important so just take that time to tell people you love them whether they're you know uh, uh, a, you know a new friend that you've learned to love or someone that's been in your in your you know pocket for 20 years you know or whatever um, yeah I think that's important do you feel like you've been able to process and, and grow from his passing like do you have you seen those emotions and you change do you feel stronger like what do you feel yeah absolutely it's a little bit of both um you know today i hopped on a call with with ashley you know clay's ex and stuff and we talked briefly and we were just sharing some funny stories together about him and things that we remember and i cried for a minute you know i did i was just like damn like i miss this guy so much and like there's no one else like him that can replace him um and that was definitely hard you know um so i have a little bit of that but then i also just have moments of like man remember clay like his freaking dumbass he would have done this mm. and you just kind of you know it's like the lightheartedness of it and yeah. like just those things that you know um i'm very thankful that i can look back on my time with him and see it as like very very well time well spent you know because yeah. you know how people you know i have had relationships and you know, you're going through a breakup or whatever it is. And you're just like, man, I just wasted so much time. And I just like, mm. what happens? Yeah. What happened to that? You know? But I think like my time with clay was like, man, that was like all time well spent. Like yeah. every day that I had with him, like we never had time where I was just like, well, that was dumb. Or I don't know why we did this. Like every time I was with him, I always felt like it was a learning moment. And I always felt like we were bettering each other. And, you know, figuring out the world, like trying to explore and just do different things and really make that time for a genuine, you know, friendship, which is something that's like, I kind of think a little bit of a dying breed these days, you know, just with our world and, you know, social media and blood. And he was like, so anti all that stuff, you know, and just like, I mean, he, you know, he was on to like keep in touch with some friends, but he was not a, sharer of content (laughs) by any means you know which i really respected like he was just in the moment and he could kind of you know look into your soul and kind of tell and figure out your character Mm -hmm. just by doing that you know and he yeah so he didn't have this whole other you know um he was not into material things whatsoever like he was just a you know just this nomadic incredible human who just with the bag on his, his back, you know, his back and, and the wisdom that he carried, like he could, he could go anywhere and flourish and be mm-hmm. fine. And I think that's like probably some of my biggest takeaways with him and, and time well spent. So yeah. yeah, I think moving forward, that's something I'll never forget for sure. I'm glad you're able to take away things and turn it positive and walk forward with it. He sounds like a super cool dude. Mm. Thanks man. Yeah. He's, he is, um, you know, someone I often think of and, and I actually, this is a a quick story. I'll GTP this one, but I visited my cousin, um, just a year ago in Philadelphia. She's, um, she's actually Swiss and, um, is from, is from Zurich and she's, she was living in Philly for about, I think like eight or nine years and just moved back to Switzerland. But anyway, I went there to visit and, and just spend some time with her. And I was there for like a week or so. And I knew I wanted to get a tattoo um, and dedicate it to Clay. Mm-hmm. And 
I knew it was like something special because it's like, you know, the city of brotherly love and it's like just, you know, kind of in a, a good time of the year and we're all coming together and um, it was in October and it was just like a beautiful time to be there. And we like had brunch together and um, we were just, you know, I was like, man, I really want to get a tattoo today and like I want to dedicate it to Clay and like yeah. I just wanted to get his name yeah. in like a real tiny script. And my friend at the, you know, um, one of my, one of my friends that I met prior, like at this roof party of all places, uh, with my cousin, he was like, "Man, you should check out this tattoo shop." And I know this guy who's like right up your alley, and and you know you should you should meet with him and and um, you know make an appointment. And I forgot to take all the guy's details, but I remember the shop name. And so I called the shop, and I we we made an appointment that morning, and we like had breakfast, and then we rolled in. And I get in there and I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, I'm just looking to get this, you know, super simple, you know, little um, script of my friend, um, you know, who just passed recently and his name's Clay. And the tattoo artist was like, oh, man, my name's Clay. And I was just like, what? Like, it was just like one of those moments, you know, where I was just like, again, it was like when I saw Clay, like in the Jeep in Encinitas, even though I know it wasn't him. It was like Clay was here with me, you know, and like, yeah. and it's funny too, cause this, it was that, like, this is the kind of thing Clay would like, he would have hated. He'd have been like, you don't need a tattoo my name. Like, right. like, that's dumb, dude, you know? But for me, it's like, it just meant, it was something, you know, just a little piece of, of him on me, which is cool. And yeah. I just appreciate. And so to meet this random tattoo artist that I've never met in my life and yeah. for him to say his name was Clay and he was just a super nice guy. And, yeah. Um, you know, I was in and out of there in like 15, 20 minutes and it's just like awesome. And I love it. And it's like something I'll remember forever, but just that, that whole journey, you know, yeah. getting there and, and finding him and, um, you know, him being clay, it was just like, Whoa, well, like such a weird thing. I have to tell you the last episode. I know I told you part of the story, but for people that haven't heard it yet, um, the last episode I just released was this girl, Brittany. Long story short, Brittany's from South Carolina, comes out here for a conference to San Diego, is staying in like Encinitas, Carlsbad, whatever. She really wanted to go to Sunbum, goes in Sunbum, meets you, and then you guys chatted, and she, you told her to go to my coffee shop that I work at, and she goes in, sees the flyer of the death of my like grief groups, and then she wanted to go because her husband died um like february 16th i think or 15th 16th 15th and then the grief group was the other day anywho and then she was flying back at that same time so she couldn't go but she took a photo of it started following me on instagram started following you on instagram only to find out that she tells me that when she saw your friend clay she couldn't believe it because her husband's name is clay that passed whoa i don't know if you i don't know if you knew that that's so incredible. Wow. The clay part. I, that's crazy now. That's so crazy. And like wow. she was blown away when she messaged, when she told me is that she's blown away because you're like, she met you through and then me yeah. and your <laughs> friends, Clay that passed and her yeah. husband's name is Clay. That wow. And like, that's powerful. The universe, stuff. dude. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. Like, I love that. And like, now I have a new friend who I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, All through yeah. Because of I'm going to hit her up. That's so yeah. freaking amazing. It's crazy. Wow. It's so, so crazy, dude. It's like such a weird, like, what is that? Like, 
butterfly effect kind of type yeah. of stuff. I don't know if that's the right thing, but I it's just yeah. it's just like that kind of thing, you know, where just like the smallest little thing where someone just sees a flyer and boom, like this whole new relationship yeah. happens and there's all these other ties. Like that's just that's really amazing. Yeah, thanks that's for awesome. listening to my story. Thanks I almost never share stories on here, but there no, it is. I yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've just been I've just been <laughs> been slamming away on all kinds of stuff. So I yeah, man, I appreciate that. I love hearing I love hearing stuff back from you. I think people do too. So I think it's awesome. Appreciate. Well, I'm I'm really glad that we got to sit down and do this. Yeah, I'm really glad that you were open and honest and vulnerable about sharing about about him and um thank you for doing that man thank you so much and dude just i think what you're doing is amazing and such a positive thing and i like think you know it takes a lot of gumption and you know just um to to do something like this it's you know Mm. it's really awesome and to to put people out of their comfort zone and even yourself maybe at times like i think that's very admirable so it's Mm. cool man keep keep it going it's really amazing thank you love you yeah i love you too bro bye Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Sweaty. Yeah, it's hot in this room. Yeah. What do you think? It's good. It's nice to listen to. It was like the ultimate bromance. Between. Is what I kept thinking. Yeah. Which is cool because I feel like people don't really have real friendships like that anymore especially like as you get older i would say yeah so that was like inspiring to listen to sure and i really like the fact that rob was able to get some of clay's belongings Mm. to have yeah because i think that's important yeah so yeah i'm just glad that rob had that relationship and is still able to like see clay in his life today. Yeah. Do you want to know what's crazy? Yeah. It's today's Thursday. The yeah. It, today's the day. I thought it was the 14th, no? Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. I think I, it's the 14th. I thought it was today. No. <laughs> today's bad. the 11th. No. I think. I don't know. Whatever. Anywho. Yeah. Um. Are there any belongings that you have of your dad that you really like that you have? One thing that you got me was that blanket. Oh, yeah. But you like never use it. But I know that it's here. Yeah. It's also a thousand degrees. Yeah. Um, You got me, for anyone listening, it's just a blanket that, or, okay, here's the story. So... We went through my dad's stuff and there were some things that I wanted to keep and some that I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this stuff. So uh, Amber is going to take them to Goodwill. But then uh, she surprised me like a month or so later with this blanket that someone sewed all of his like old belongings or some of them into this quilt. Yeah. And that's really cool. Yeah. Is but- there anything else? That I have of his? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I have a lot of his stuff. But like what? I, like shirts. There's a, oh, yeah. I you wear that. a lot of his shirts. Yeah. Um, Is that ever hard? 
No, I think it just makes me happy sometimes. That's cool. Like I can wear this and it like makes me happy. Yeah. Or like I have his guitars. Right. Or I have his car that we got to get rid of. <laughs> the things that you don't want to have. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel like I have a lot of his belongings that I really am grateful for. Yeah. It's still so crazy that it's been a year and it's still so crazy that he died. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. I feel like sometime this week I was really sad. Yeah. Because you just kind of like, it's not that I don't forget, but sometimes I just like look and I'm like, oh, I'm actually still going through this. I'm actually still really sad. For anyone still listening, thanks for listening. You can reach out on the death of my podcast on instagram um if you want to share your story please reach out podcast at the death of my.com thanks so much for listening bye bye